Hi, this is Brian Winter. I'm the editor-in-chief of America's Quarterly, a publication about politics and economics in Latin America. And I'm joined here today by my friend Oliver Stunkel, who's an associate professor at the Fundación Getulio Vargas in Sao Paulo. Oliver, you know, it's funny that they asked us to talk about this, this article that you wrote for Foreign Affairs called Trump Drove Latin America into China's Arms. And it's funny because I actually disagreed with a few things in this one, but why don't you go ahead and explain what you wrote? Well, um, the, the major argument of, um, of this article is that uh, the U.S. strategy to, uh, that focuses on containing China's influence in Latin America has actually backfired, largely because it, it generates the perception in capitals across the region that you know, uh, Washington's main concern in Latin America is actually to limit Chinese influence rather than, for example, you know, offering a constructive relationship, uh, helping promote the region's development. And that um, in particular, particularly uh, the U.S. approach towards Venezuela, which was quite aggressive and involved over the past years, a talk of, you know, military intervention, etc., has actually made China's life easier in Latin America because we, um, countries have scrambled for uh, partners to contain uh, US, the U.S. influence in the region. And in, in a way, I think the uh, continuous emphasis in U.S. rhetoric uh, in Latin America about the supposed you know, threats and dangers that partnering up with China uh, uh, involves are counterproductive because they do not recognize that for Latin America, China has actually created you know, some positive outcomes. It has helped avoid um, a recession uh, after 2008. It has been really important to uh, deal with you know, inequality because of you know, boosting trade and, and, and investment. Uh, and that it would be a much smarter strategy to actually not focus so much on China, but focus on the positive aspects that a strong relationship between the United States and Latin America produces. That all makes sense. Um, I guess the part that I, I disagreed with was, and I know you've heard me say this before, the governments, at least in the region, for the most part, kind of liked Donald Trump, right? Or at least they reached a certain understanding where, and uh, this was a bit of an open secret prior to the US election here, I think that many, if not most of the governments in the region might have actually preferred to see a Trump victory just because it, it, it for different reasons, right? Sometimes because of ideological sympathy, sometimes because, um, you know, it just meant that they would essentially be left alone. Um, and with the China question, I mean, have we really seen that much drift towards China or have we during these last four years, do you think, or, or is it more that just the, the commercial relationships have grown? Well, I think the the trend I've described is not really only unique to Trump. I think it has accelerated to some extent. We've seen several uh, countries in the region switch uh, from Taipei to Beijing uh, over the uh, uh, over the past four years. Um, and I think that in particular, sort of the the you know talk of the Monroe Doctrine, which is really you know which which generated unease. I think. Yeah, uh, I, among... I agree. With, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, so I think the. I mean, even though it's it's not an entirely recent phenomenon, I, I think even over uh, during the Obama administration, China has of course deepened its influence uh, in the region. But I do think that um, you know um, the the perception that the United States' main concern is the region it used to consider as its backyard is now sort of drifting towards 
China and that China is seeking to uh, include potentially at some stage Latin America into its sphere of influence so that it's it's gaining a foothold at least in the region is of course understandable but I think that um, the especially the public perception was a bit that um, the US was largely focused on that rather than uh, saying what the region had to gain from cooperating uh, with uh, with uh, the United States. But I, I do agree with you that um, on on the sort of leadership level, um, you know, Latin American governments weren't entirely unhappy with uh, with Trump. Um, but again, I think the the uh, the Biden administration now in the next couple of months and it has an opportunity to to set the agenda in a very difficult environment because several heads of state in Latin America are not talking to each other, particularly the president of Brazil and the president of of Argentina are not on talking terms. But the the summit of the Americas in April, I think, is a unique opportunity. And this was sort of the basic idea of the article to articulate an agenda that's all about you know the Americas without um, talking about China that much, which I think sort of chips away from the core message that the United States could um, could articulate towards the region, which is above all uh, about the opportunities that working with Washington offers, you know, that that, that exist, which are about, you know, creating um, functional platforms to address joint problems, migration, um, you know, the war on drugs. Um, there's so many issues where I think the United States has a unique opportunity to engage Latin America that China doesn't have. You know, China will not engage Latin American governments on migration or, you know, the war on drugs. Uh, so I think these are, are issues that sometimes get lost 